one-stop shop for trailer analysis you never asked for and likely never wanted. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Joe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, the Marchini Cinematic Universe marches on this week's yes. movie, Omega Cop. Yes. We jokingly said we were just going to pivot from the Fast and Furious Universe to the Marchini Cinematic Universe, and then we kind of are doing that. <laughs> it's coming into being. <laughs> yes. We spoke it into existence. So this is your first episode of the Reactionaries Podcast. What we do is we watch... I say we're back to bad action movies. They got good for a while, and so I dropped that, but we're back to bad action movies. We go over them so that you don't have to watch them. Joe said before recording that some people just use this and pretend like they saw the movie, which is fair. Um, between Yeah, between those episodes, what we do is we go over the trailer, um, give it the reactionary's treatment, and then we try to figure out what the movie is about. Now, Joe and I, neither of us have seen Omega Cop. Um, so last week was the first movie I hadn't seen. I was flailing in the wind. Now I have a page of notes. I sat down and I thought about this movie. I will not be left flailing in the wind, Joe. I think I'm going to nail this one. I'd be surprised if you do. <laughs> it To be fair, if it's anything like last week's movie, Death Machines, which is our first entry into the MCU, um, the trailer has nothing to do with the actual movie. So, so who knows? But this one, it feels like there's more... I could I could tell a story in this one. It's not just guys getting thrown off buildings and blown up by grenade or rockets. Yeah, there's a little bit more story here. Although I feel like both trailers are really 70% about showing off Ron Marchini's martial arts skills. Yes. Martial arts. Yes. <laughs> the, the rest of the 30% is just, you know, filling in the gaps here and there. Yeah, it's it's more, uh, hey, we can't have a, a trailer that's 30 seconds long. So, right. um, so okay, so this one, uh, Omega Cop, it only has one trailer on IMDb. It's by Video, I'm not on IMDb, sorry, on YouTube. Yes. And it's by Video Detective. And Omega Cop is uh, Paul Curiosi. Curiosi. Yeah, Curiosi and Ron Marchini and another old friend. From Death Machines comes out of retirement. Who could it be? To join us. Is it Dragon Lady? Is, is it, it Asian Death Machine? <laughs> my vote is guy that got shot and kicked in the crotch at the beginning what, of Death Machines. What about what about guy who got uh, what about George? Joe, George I Mack? think Joe, I think it's a Tony. I think it's a Tony is a cop in the back. Okay. Maybe fancy sleeves. Oh man, fancy sleeves. Fancy it's, sleeves. It's none of them, is it? It's none of them. It's the only other guy who has a name, not Mr. Lou. <laughs> not Mr. Lou. Yes. Okay. Or Nathan Adams. <laughs> oh god, I don't think Nathan Adams is still alive by the time Omega Cop comes out. No, I think they really blew that guy up. <laughs> I think he's dead. <laughs> I think he's a dead guy. That's why there's no on IMDb. There's no um box office receipts because those all just went to the actor who played Stephen Adams's estate memorial fund <laughs> memorial fund yeah in the lawsuit so all right Joe Omega Cop so yes. we have we have the trailer. no wait you didn't tell us who's there who's the guy Joe we'll find out oh my god okay we will find out uh, it's not a Tony it's not so don't Tony. worry <laughs> he make it the spaghetti okay. that guy deserves more work that, fully unappreciated was, 
I think he I he was immediate he was pre-canceled. This was before cancellation was a thing, and they were just like, nah. Even we, for 1976. <laughs> we can't have a guy running around doing Mamma Mia hands talking like that. Look, we can have Asian Death Machine, <laughs> we can have Black Death Machine, we can even have Oriental Dragon Lady, but what we cannot have is disparagement of the Italian American community. <laughs> That's a correct uh, All, All right. right, so am I jumping in? Let's do this thing. Let's start it off. So we open with the narrator. Jeff, I want you to do something. I want you to imagine a world devastated by an environmental holocaust. Joe, this is a real stretch. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. Is there maybe uh, fires everywhere? And is potentially everybody locked inside their homes as well? It basically looks like 1990 LA. <laughs> yes. Or Joe, 2020 LA. Joe, this is 1990 Stockton, California. They just is it filmed shot in Stockton. Yes, they just filmed in Stockton. There's three facts on IMDb, and one of them is that this was shot in Stockton. So they basically just took real footage out of Stockton in 1990. <laughs> there was no sets, no props, no nothing. No they story. Just... It's a documentary about 1990 Stockton. They just uh, took the guns off the ground that they found. <laughs> or they replaced the guns with fake guns so no one would actually get killed. Yes, correct. Um, so we get a flash of light, Jeff. Okay? And wow. there's a cop. He's covering his eyes, and he's running into a building. Mm-hmm. And we see Adam West, and he's talking into a mic. He says, there's been a solar flare. Everything's fouled up. We're sealing off the bunker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then there's lots of mannequins attached to a fence, which I think are supposed to be bodies. Yeah, I don't know how the solar flare kills people. Like, do they just, like, jump onto these fences? <laughs> so, yeah, I thought a solar flare was just something that happened in space, and it, you, like, looked kind of cool. Um, I thought solar flares actually happened, by the way. But they maybe do, the- but this one, it's like, I guess it's so big that the radiation, like, touches Earth and kills people, is my guess. But, but yeah, the question is the physics here. Does it cause them to leap onto fences and get stuck in the, uh... <laughs> I, I don't know, Joe. Joe, this is... Oh, by the way, we this movie takes place in 1999. So, filmed in 1990 um, takes place in 1999. So, once again, Joe, in the near future. Yes. Well, the imagination of people in the 90s about what would occur in 2000 was pretty... Um, in the year 2000, the turning of the millennium was pretty imaginative. So I imagine this is part of that. Yes. Solar uh, flares. Solar flares. So the narrator then says a future where human life is bought and sold. Uh, okay. So it's a Jeffrey Epstein movie? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, or again, anybody in L.A. and probably Stockton in 1990. That's true. Um, so... There's some sort of slave auction going on. There's a white girl in booty shorts being shoved down a set of stairs. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we hear the auctioneer say, 145 going once, 145 going twice. Sold to the man in the back for 145. And Joe, this is where we get our first shot of our returning friend. Yes. Chuck Katsakian comes out of retirement. Mr. Gioletti himself. He's back, baby. 14 years since his last movie, which he did two movies in 76. One was Death Machines. He has three credits. Yes. Two of them are Martini masterpieces. Yes. What is he called in this movie? Wraith. 
wraith as in the ghost and he is spooky ghost yeah completely leather clad all right yeah he's a he's a village person he's got a village person but like a vaguely like the ss with the skull on it hat that's not the logo but that's what it looks like i didn't realize that was a nazi hat i couldn't tell if it was a nazi hat or a communist hat but it's it was some actually sort of it's, military hat. it's some generic logo, but it looks like when I see it, I'm like, oh, that looks like a Nazi hat. <laughs> it is a little SS officer. It's that flat sure. top look bill in the front. Yeah. Uh, so we get a line of girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them looks like Roseanne Barr. I don't know if you noticed that, uh, but it's not. It's just like a knockoff Roseanne Barr. <laughs> knockoff um, Roseanne Barr. <laughs> we get the leather clad man, Mr. G in the audience. And then we also get a guy with blonde jerry curls and like kiss level eye makeup coming it down. is amazing and joe guess i'm guessing that in the credits this is the man that's known as raccoon face raccoon face <laughs> <laughs> playing it safe there yeah. uh, so uh narrator. let's just put it this way everything between from the eyes to the forehead canceled everything to the nose below safe well, Jeff, I got news for you. Somebody one-ups that later. <laughs> but That's we'll true. Get to that. uh, so the narrator then says, a time when a small police force struggles to maintain justice. And we see a cop with a gun. Mm-hmm. And then the squad leader. Um, Is it Ron this, Marcini? I think it's Ron Marcini. It's but you Ron can't Marcini. tell because it's all sunny. Okay. It's Ron Marcini. So, so he says, who ends up being called Travis, by the way. That's yeah. his last name. Uh, Travis, no, sorry. Uh, Travis's blood. <laughs> so we'll I was doing a, doing a little room reference there. Uh, so squad leader uh, Travis says, "Remember our priorities. One, don't get put down. And then they kill a man. Okay. Two, release the hostages. And they kill more men. And people are running for their lives at this point because these yes. people are shooting everybody. <laughs> They're just unle- unloading." And uh, three, if you can capture the leaders and one cop blows up a car with a grenade. Okay. Hey, Joe, I got a question here. Yeah. Their primary objective is to not be put down. Yes. So they could just not go on this mission and be like, well, we got the primary goal done. None of us got shot. Yes, that's very technical. But then they wouldn't <laughs> be cops at the end of the day, would they? Uh... Or would they? <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm guessing that they don't succeed in any of these. Uh, yes. Well, well I would, we wouldn't, we don't know yet, but in the movies, I'm guessing, cause we see one or two cops get shot up. Yes. We see one of the guys get, we see him later in the movie. Yes. So I'm guessing the, the leaders don't get put down and I'm guessing they only release some of the hostages. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to go partial on some of these, but not yeah. complete with any of them. Um, so the cop then says, the one that blew up the car says, all right. And that (laughs) cop gets shot by the kiss marauders by raccoon face, by raccoon face and a blonde man in complete blackface. Whoa, wait a second. Oh no. Yes. I went back and just rewatched that part. Oh no. Yes. Oh no, Joe. Yes. (laughs) That's like minstrel level, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, So another cop gets shot. Um, I'm very excited for this movie at this point. Oh, my God. (laughs) So 
We get Leatherman, Mr. G, and he's mm-hmm. in his underground bunker. And he says, I want to show everyone who's controlling the city while well, he's dictating to a crowd of his gang. Yeah. Uh, and there's this psycho with a gun. He flashes outdoors to a psycho with a gun who's screaming, it's not over yet. I don't know if it's Marchini. Or dude, that's that's Marchini, dude. OK, so that's 100 percent Marchini. Yeah, that's his uh, that's from his Oscar reel. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. And he's surrounded by bodies. He looks like he's killed about 30 men. Yeah. Um, so then Mr. G, Leatherman, Wraith, Wraith. Uh, says, I want this glass filled with Travis's blood. And nobody does a weird chant, right? Nobody, nobody does that. Yeah, this movie turns into freaks for a second because all yeah. of his gang, including this, like, weird dude with a knife who's kind of chubby and he shows I up told later you, if it was 2020 this would be bobby moynihan bobby moynihan's good who is that guy from the uh ping pong movie you remember him Balls oh of oh the um the uh the i know who you're talking about you know who i'm talking about looks very similar to that guy very similar and uh he's got that really like ground i don't know dirty kind of look Dan um, Fogler is his name. Dan Fogler. Yeah, no, uh, I would go with Bobby Moynihan. Okay, Bobby Moynihan works too. Um, but Bobby Just Moynihan, if the you way like, he does, he does the like Bobby Moynihan shake and talk. But it's like Bobby Moynihan if he didn't take a shower for like two weeks and didn't shake. Yeah. So Bobby um, Moynihan. Yes. So he says, uh, uh, remember, Leatherman says, I want this glass filled with Travis's blood. Psycho Knight with the knife says. Travis's blood. Travis's blood. And then everyone in the room says, Travis's blood. Travis's blood. Uh, Then a gang, the gang captures Travis. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. uh, hey, it's Ron Marchini, right? Yes, sir. Very exciting. And he Uh, gets caught. He's hanging up, gets punched in the stomach. If he takes takes a page from Vin Diesel, he could just stop hanging up there. Yeah, he, he can just, just break the chain. He could just go like this, just separate his hands and everything's good, because apparently that's how it works in the Fast and Furious universe. Sure. But he says, you can go to hell. And then he kicks the guy in the stomach. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the narrator chimes in. He says, now only one tough cop remains to serve and protect. And we get a badass shot of Ron Marchini hopping out of a Jeep. And he kills five armed men, plus one that was running away. Yes. So he is definitely a cop. <laughs> Um, so Travis then says, just stomping out roaches to his new lady friend who killed all of her friends. (laughs) No, I assume she's one of the ladies from the slave auction and they're the bad guys. Okay. Yeah. So she didn't care much for those guys. Uh, so the narrator then says, and to stop a madman's bloody reign of terror. And that's, that's Mr. G that's Wraith. We see Wraith. He's marching with a crowbar. He's followed by a gang, by his gang. And uh, we see a woman with frizzy hair, and she's cornered, and she has a knife drawn on her. And then she's cornered kind of in like a high school football stadium. It's yeah, weird. she could easily go left or right and be fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I, I don't want to say corner because, yes, she could go anywhere <laughs> up these these uh, this uh, stadium stands. She's corn. If this was a uh, like a 1990s video game, she'd be cornered because there's only going forward or backward. Correct. She can't go up or down, left or right. Yeah, people were still working on Nintendo rules. Yeah. Um. So there's a woman then chained to a ceiling, and her shirt is somewhat unbuttoned, 
and she screams as the gross gang member, the uh, uh, Bobby Moynihan, uh, cuts her or something below screen. It's not. It looks clear. like yeah. It looks like he guts her. The way yeah. his, his arm goes, it looks like he guts her off screen. Yeah, he like yanks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so then the narrator says he's declaring war, and Travis has a gun that somehow perfectly fires three separate aim bullets. I don't know how it works, but... It's the best gun in the universe. It's four separate aim bullets, by the way. It's four. There's four. There's four guys. So it looks like a small Gatling gun, but somehow it just shoots four bullets that just spread out perfectly, perfectly hit, hit their targets. Four guys in the chest, yes. This yeah. is that 1999 uh, precise gun technology, Joe. That's right. That's right, yeah. Um, so uh, excited for that. For that. Um but then Travis ducks to let a uh, man get hit with a two by four. And he mm-hmm. takes out that guy with an elbow to the face. Yeah, this is and we then, get a, we get a bunch of money shots of Marcini karate. Yeah, this is the Marcini, you know, put Marcini on display portion of this yeah. trailer. And then Travis kicks a blonde, Jer- oh, blonde Jerry curl guy in the raccoon face, face. raccoon face, boot face. And then he shoots a man in a tree. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, no, Ron Martini's not in the tree, just so anybody knows. The no, guy is in the tree. He's shooting a man who's in a tree. <laughs> yes. Like just, climbing a tree. Not just aiming stops. at him with a gun. Just yeah. climbing the tree. And Martini, let's be clear here, doesn't even, like, really take aim. He just stops and just, boom, yeah. one shots the take guy out of the tree. One take Martini. He it. deserves the title he gets in this movie, which is the <laughs> martial arts superstar. Yes. Uh, so then Travis uses a car hood to knock a man out. Yes. A guy jumps down from a roof to attack Travis and falls over. I know he kicks him, but he basically is falling as he's hitting the ground. <laughs> it's like oh. in football when a quarterback falls over and a guy just touches him to get the sack. It's like that That's level. Exactly of, what it is. It's the martial yeah. arts equivalent of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I kicked that guy over. It's like, no, nah, that dude was hitting the ground. He was he was down and out. Um. So then Travis shoots an unarmed man with a hunting rifle. And this guy's legitimately unarmed. <laughs> yes. Like, you see both his hands. He's at a far distance. He's he's posing no threat. No threat to anybody. Um, yeah, he's not attacking anybody either. That's important. No. So then the narrator says, martial arts superstar Ron Marchini yes, teams up with the original Batman, Adam West, in this action-packed sci-fi thriller. Which then, I don't know if they have any scenes together from what I've seen because yeah. Adam That's West is in a bunker. bunker. Yeah, they're in two separate locations the entire movie. Joe, maybe there's two movies in one. Maybe that's a hallmark of the Martini Cinematic Universe. Or the Criazzi Cinematic Universe. Because yeah. <laughs> um, remember, he wrote and directed both. That's movies. true. Um, so Travis then jump kicks a guy. Okay. Adam West is on a rolling chair and he kind of like scoots over to his female associate. In the bunker. In, in the like bunker. A con- in like he's in some sort of like command control room. He never leaves the bunker. No, I, I think he's I think he's the like chief. I think he's the chief of Ron Martini. That's my guess. Because he's wearing like uh, epaulettes. I think that's a word. Do I sound smart or stupid? I don't know. I don't even know that word exists. Yes. Epaulettes. The little shoulder decorations. Oh, OK. I, I yeah. didn't realize he had the shoulders. So he obviously is a man of rank. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. I like that guess. Uh, so. Then we get a blonde girl who shoots a man with, like, a hunting rifle. Yes, from long distance. This guy did have a gun, though, so. Mm. So we're yeah, good most, there. Most of them have guns, but, like, Ron Marchini is the only one I've seen so far shoot people without guns. 
Um, so then Travis flips a man onto his back, who's a dummy at certain points in the flip. Uh, then Adam West says, blow the bunker. And then the narrator says, he's a one-man army battling the forces of evil. And we see Travis jump kicking a guy, and he places, he lightly places an explosive device on his chest. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's the Bobby Moynihan guy. Was that Bobby Moynihan? Yeah, I, I think tell. that's the Bobby Moynihan guy. But yeah, he just puts it down like, like he, like he was like, oh, you dropped your wallet here. Let me just put this here yeah, while you're. Like exactly. he just gently places it down on his chest, like, oh, I'm sorry, this this was yours. This was yours. I'm sorry. Yeah, whatever beef between us, this you dropped this. this is yeah, right. you dropped this. Um, so then the narrator says, oh, we said that. Um, then the leather man, Mr. G, comes in the tunnel with a crowbar. Yeah, like, he looks ah. like I know this is supposed to be probably supposed to be the bunker. But if you like look at it, it just looks like a hotel hallway. Yeah, basically. Yeah, uh, with like, just, like a dirty hotel hallway. Yeah, like a Stockton hotel hallway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's probably a Stockton Motel 6. Uh, so then Travis says, now I'm going to send you to hell. They're already we, in Stockton, Joe. Right. And we get a shot of a grenade in hand being activated. Mm-hmm. And then we see an explosion. Uh, and then we see Travis running while explosions are happening all around him. And the narrator says, meet the future of law and order. Meet Omega Cop. Yes. And he is very careful, Joe. Did you see what he has in his hand so that he doesn't drop it to make sure he still has it? Hat. His hat. <laughs> Because how else is he supposed to know he's a cop? Yeah, it says police on it. Yeah. That's what you'd be like, my God, I'm a monster. Oh, wait, I'm fine. No, I'm a cop. It's okay. Whew, it's good. okay. So, yeah, he's running from explosions. And yeah. then, is much that like. the end of the trailer? No, much like in Death Machines, where we got two movies in one, uh, <laughs> the Omega Cop trailer gives us two advertisements in one. Because this film, this trailer we just went over was an ad for like Suncoast Video and FYE and Blockbuster to get Omega Cop for their customer's perusal. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of going online and clicking on an article and realizing it never ends. And then all of a sudden it's an advertisement for hand lotion. Yeah, but the article starts with like... Uh, you know, the world's greatest hand lotion is coming. Yeah, to 15 celebrity hands you just have to see. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, this is an ad for hand lotion. Right. So, yes, there's a mystery about what uh, if you buy 500 of these movies, you get $20 off. Oh, I have it all listed. Do you want me all to right, read it? Joe, let's see what we got. OK, he says, and you can fire up sales and rental action with some sizzling incentives on this all new release. For every special Omega Cop prepack you buy, you'll save a total of $20. Woo. Plus, you'll receive 500 video tote bags absolutely free. Get ready because the action is heating up this summer from Southgate Entertainment. Yes, and video totes are plastic bags. Correct. Um, so when I first saw this, I was very confused because I thought this was a trailer, as most trailers we watch, for... Us. The general audience. This, no. according to you, which makes a lot more sense than what I was thinking, is an advertisement to Blockbuster. Because people don't realize. There used to be this thing called Blockbuster and Hollywood Video for oh. uh, some of the poorer neighborhoods. Uh, they Joe, did you ever go to 49er Video? Did not. 
Did that oh. exist? Yeah, it's at uh, Arden. It was at Arden and Eastern, where there's the oh, Whole okay. Foods now. Yeah. Yeah. Really or weird. if you guys want to go watch Clerks, great old movie that had a video store prominently featured in it. It's imagine Redbox, but it's a whole store. But you got to talk to somebody. Yeah, and imagine Netflix, but you have to like put a piece. It was what was called a VHS. Yeah. It's it's like a file, but it's in a box. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, exactly. It's it's like a red box, but you have to talk to people and occasionally kick out a public masturbator. Well, not if only if you work there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's not your responsibility if you if you're just going there to pick up Son of the Mask on DVD. Yeah. No, then you just avoid the the curtains, the beaded curtain area. Yes, correct. Um, so this is great, but when I was seeing this and I thought for, it was for general audience, I thought it was like some sort of pyramid scheme because I could yeah. not understand a why you would need 500 tote bags, uh, b why you would be saving $20 on a video, straight-to-video video cassette in yes. 1990. And what you see, what I like to think about is that there is some person, some purchasing executive, where their job was to watch these. And he gets an envelope, and he opens it up, and he goes, Omega, Omega Cop, huh? And right. he watches it, and he's just like, can I please have the last two and a half minutes of my life back? <laughs> And then he has to write a report about receiving Omega Cop and the reasons why he is not going to be purchasing copies of Omega Cop. So what you're saying, Jeff, is when you watch this trailer, you ma- you imagine a man going through a midlife crisis as a manager of a blockbuster. Correct. <laughs> That's what you t- that was your main takeaway. Well, that is perfect, because now we're going to dive straight into guessing the plot of this trailer or guessing the plot of the movie based off of this trailer, and I put it in your very capable hands yet again. Joe, we don't even have to watch the movie because I nailed it this time. Okay. Okay, I'm excited. So the year is 1999, the distant future. Yes. (laughs) The distant future. Solar flares have been popping up left, right, and center, and they kill the population with radiation. So what do we do, Joe? We go underground. Yes. So there's bunkers. Okay, that's where Adam West is. He's in the bunker, but not everybody can fit underground. And that's where we get (laughs) raccoon face and we get Wraith and the slavers and all that stuff. And it's and they try they're trying to get into the bunkers. So they want underground. They want underground. So it's uh, Ron Marchini's job to try to make sure that they don't get underground. So he runs these raids on them and stuff. Okay. to make sure that they they take them out put them in prison i assume above ground not underground okay Okay. so they're running a raid on a slave market okay Okay. that's when they lock and load and all this stuff and um things go sideways and ron martini's boys are killed he's the last cop that's why he's Mm -hmm. omega cop he's the last cop okay so that that opening scene with the four dudes that was his original team but they're all dead now they're all dead there's only four cops on earth i guess There's only four cops on Earth. So then. So this is so this is Chaz in the future. <laughs> this is Chaz. Yes, this is Chaz in the future. So then he's like, Batman, you know, my boys got killed. I need to come back to the base. Yes. And that's when Batman's like, I can't open the bunker because there's a solar flare. We got to close it down. You're on your own, buddy. OK. All right. And so what Travis decides to do is he's going to finish his last mission, which is to save the slave girls from this thing. So that's why okay. we see him. He tracks down the people and he offs everyone and gets the girl 
That's yeah. why the blonde lady later on has weaponry, clearly from Ron Martini, Correct. from Travis. Yeah. yeah. And so <clears throat> what we see is I put one and two and three together and got six. The blonde woman that Bobby Moynihan guts yes. is a sacrifice. And that's why there's blood in the glass. Wow. Yes. Okay. Because when he goes, Travis's blood, she's next to him in the pink shirt, just kind of hanging there. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Wow. Okay. So they're going to sacrifice him. He says, that's why the next blood I want to be is, is Travis's because they're going to sacrifice Travis. Because sure. my guess is, is this is how in 10 years they've forgotten how science works. And this is superstition. And this is how they stay alive from the solar flares is by drinking blood. It's sort of cannibalistic, sacrificial ritual. Yeah. yeah. So he, Travis okay. wants to get in to get the girls. Uh, he's going to sneak into the base. He gets caught. Um, that's why he's, you know, captured, beat up, all that stuff. He escapes with the women. Yes. And that's when they're shooting guys at long range because they're coming after him. Okay. And then um, they're kind of regrouping or whatever. And he's like, okay, let's go back to this bunker. Batman's going to let me in. Yeah. And then they go back to the <laughs> I know bunker. Batman, guys. <laughs> yeah. I know Batman. It's okay. And when they get back to the bunker, who's there? Mr. G, Wraith. Ooh. They're running a raid on the bunker, Joe. Oh, wow. And there's only one way to... Then they can't get into the bunker because then they'll have access to all the bunkers. So there's only one thing Batman can do, Joe. What can what Batman do? He blows uh, the bunker. He blows the bunker with them inside. With them inside. He sacrifices himself. Because if you look at the hand that's holding the grenade, his sleeve it's is the same color... Kind of it's, and it's sleeve. Oh, okay, I was gonna say the sleeve is the same color as the shirt that Adam West is wearing. Okay, okay. So he blows the bunker, and then question: Is he one of the fifteen celebrity hands you have to see? <laughs> yes, he is, and he's right there. You can see it. And then something happens. Travis is a savior. They go to like a quarry or something where solar yeah. they're they're protected from solar flares and they live happily ever after. I'll be damned. And he's the only man left on Earth, so he gets to repopulate the planet. He is the Omega Cop. And the Omega Man. And the Omega Man. So, Joe, wow. I'm going to give myself 100%. Jeff, I wish I had something to add. I'm at a loss. I Perfection. think you nailed it. I think you saw things that I didn't see at all. And, um, yeah, there's really there's really nothing else to talk about. Now, I but I would like to ask a few questions just yes. on your theory. Are the underground gang members led by Mr. G, are they just sacrificing these women or are they creating like a Mad Maxian society with them? I think that it's a little of A and a little of B. Okay. Are they also the they're the ones auctioning slaves or they're the ones purchasing slaves well it's both it's kind of like a patreon situation where everybody on patreon is just moving <laughs> money around to other people on patreon right it's sort of like that but with slaves there's with people this, yeah with people there's just this society they're just trading slaves for cash around and there's it's very insular but there's no money there's no slaves or anything actually coming in it's just moving the same slaves around from people to yeah. people Okay, so I see. So occasionally some dude comes on and says, hey, I had a flood at my place. I need someone to clean up. Can you, yeah. you know, support me? Give me give me a slave. And then they give that person a slave. Then someone else comes up and says, hey, I haven't eaten in like three days. Can you get someone to make me a meal? They pass the slave over yeah, that guy. Yeah, it's the money. Yeah, it's just it just moves from person to person. So got I it. think it's there's got to be so there's got to be pockets of survivors that aren't 
like ravagers like these guys are. Okay. I see. Yeah. And so that must be, oh, I wonder, okay, so one of the women he saves is like, I know where we can go live in this quarry or whatever, wherever they end up, somewhere that's shielded from radiation. And he's like, okay. And then so because he took out all the the ravagers, they live happily ever after. I see. Okay. I like it. I honestly, I have nothing else to add. I think you nailed it. Yeah. So, all right. Perfect. So this episode will be coming out on Friday. So it used to be our schedule used to be Sunday, Monday, but now these episodes come out on Friday. So if it came in your feed today, Friday, don't worry it. Don't panic. Nothing bad happened. We're just giving you the weekend to build up excitement. Uh, If you like what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe on your podcast app of choice. And um, if you didn't like what you heard, just uh, subscribe. We don't care about the rest. So this is Omega Man. We will be back on Monday for Joe. This is Jeff. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, remember, when you go to sit down at this, have a big frosty mug of Travis's blood. Travis's blood. Travis's blood. Travis's blood. Travis's blood.